Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. The latest on Jonathan Taylor, plus our last round of breakouts, next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT in 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Heath Cummings, and we are and were going to talk about breakouts, but first we have to talk about the conclusion to this point, I guess, of the Jonathan Taylor saga, but it doesn't really feel like a conclusion to the saga. The Colts made a 4 p.m. Tuesday deadline for a trade for Jonathan Taylor, and no trade came up, so they kept him on the pup list with that ankle injury that he's recovering from, which means Jonathan Taylor is out for the first four games of the season. The whole situation is kind of bizarre. Heath and I, we were were talking before the show that we kind of just made the same assumption with Jacobs and Saquon Barkley and J.K. Dobbins as we did with Jonathan Taylor, that they'll figure it out. And, you know, three out of four ain't bad, but now we're sitting here with Jonathan Taylor out for the first four weeks of the season. And frankly, I don't know if you can just assume that come week five, he'll be there, he'll be himself, he'll be happy, and he'll be, you know, running into the line 20 times a week. How are you viewing Jonathan Taylor? I I think that's like, I think you should draft him with the assumption that he might not play. That's the floor now. Um, I didn't think this would happen, but I do think it's interesting because we had Matt Ryan on fantasy football today on CBS sports network this morning. And we, we asked him about Jonathan Taylor first thing. And one of the first things he said was that Jonathan Taylor played hurt all year last year. Mm hmm. And so I don't know if this is the type of hurt that Jonathan Taylor would be willing to play for through in a different situation. I don't know if he could play tomorrow or if he could not, but he can't pass a physical right now. And they're not going to give him a contract under these current conditions. And he's so I think you have to assume that unless somebody gives in, he's not playing. Now, that being said, if everything was okay four weeks from right now, he's probably a top five running back again. Yeah. So you try to factor those two things in. Where I came out on it was kind of right behind all the other running backs that I thought that had the upside, the the Brees Hall, the Ken Walker, the guys mm-hmm. I don't really want to draft because I hate their floor. Um, and that in PPR is around eight range mm-hmm. for me with Jonathan Taylor, somewhere around RB28. I would rather have Holland Walker, and I've been really down on those guys. Um, but it, there's there's 0% certainty on what will happen other than we now know he will not play football for the next month. I've got him 87th overall. That is RB 33 for me. It's behind basically like once I hit, like I've got Samaj P. Ryan, DeAndre Swift, and Brian Robinson right behind him. I've got Antonio Gibson, A.J. Dillon, and Isaiah Pacheco right ahead of him. I could probably make a case that he should be moved up maybe four or five spots, maybe ahead of Pacheco, who I just, I don't think he's going to be a difference maker even right. when he plays. So, whereas Jonathan Taylor, if he does play in week five and beyond, like you said, I'd probably rank him as a top five quarterback. So it's it's really hard to balance those two things. The whole thing's very frustrating, but yeah, it's, it's right around an, a round eight, round nine situation. 
let's let's be a little more optimistic for the rest of the pod and talk some breakout candidates. Heath, give me your favorite breakout candidate for well, the 2023 I, season or or just one you like. I don't want to put you on the spot and say you have to pick your favorite. No, I'll, I'll pick my favorite. But first, I will say, like, for the next month, the breakout candidates might be Evan Hull, Deion Jackson and yeah. Zach Moss. Yeah, that's, like that's the other part we should <laughs> talk about. Zach Moss, uncertain for week one, uh, recovering from a broken arm. However, he's he was given a four to six week timetable and week one is right around six weeks from yeah. when he suffered the injury. So I, I added all three in our most recent draft. I, I, I was very edition. frustrated that you had a couple extra dollars left in our salary cap draft because I think you spent at least one of them in a way that I couldn't get one of those guys. So, yeah, thanks. For um, that. Y- yes, but my my favorite breakout candidate that's not like the chalky ones, because I think Justin Fields and B. John Robinson and Garrett Chris Wilson, Olave, I, yeah. I, I love all those guys, um, but I'll go with Tua. Um, okay. Just, just because I do I, think I love yeah, it. He's, he's my, my, I'm doing the breakouts for the FFT newsletter. He is my QB breakout pick. Yes. If, if he just, and I don't even know that he has to, like, it almost feels like cheating because he yeah. has Tyreek Hill. He has Jalen Waddle. We've seen what he can do now. Nobody really wants to give him credit for it. If you ask people, they'll tell you Trevor Lawrence has much more upside than Tua. And that's insane. It makes for no fantasy, sense. I don't think that's true. Yeah. It's Maybe not even in real life, true. but Tua has more upside for fantasy. Yes, yes. I, Tua could throw for 5,000 yards and 40 touchdowns this year, and it wouldn't be anything all that new. It would just be mm-hmm. about what he did when everything was right last year. And so if the Dolphins can just keep Tua healthy, yeah, absolutely, to the moon. To the uh, moon. You got any other breakout candidates you want to talk about? Yeah, I think we should talk about Jahan Dotson because his ADP sure. has broken out in a big way. And I, and I would like to, there's t- occasions when I'd like to rewind the tape and go back to listen to April and May podcasts because I was... I was early on the Jahan Dotson breakout train, and now everybody is right beside me. Our two drafts that we did yesterday, he went 50th and 52nd. I took him in our June draft, our magazine draft, at 81st overall. Um, I've got him ranked at 49th, so I'm still okay with that. I think he Mm -hmm. has the upside to be the wide receiver one on this offense, even when Terry McLaurin is back. And that's not a, a slight on Terry McLaurin. It's just Jahan Dotson is blazing fast, has spectacular hands, and runs routes really well. Those types of guys can be superstars. Yeah, McLaurin has never really been like a huge target share guy. He's always been a downfield guy, always been a big play guy. So there is room for both of those wide receivers to be very good in this offense. That's why I took Sam Howell with a dollar in our salary cap draft. Uh, I'll go for one more breakout candidate. And I've been, I I think you, no, you didn't end up getting Sky Moore in that that salary cap draft, but I thought you were like holding some, some powder dry for him because he ended up going very, very late. I was down to $1 bids. I wanted to see if I could sneak him through. There was no way it was going to happen. But I, I I do have Sky Moore ranked as a top 36 wide receiver now. I, I just think a big part of it is that that team is going to pass so much. The Chiefs, if he has it, if, if they pass as much as they did last season and he has an 18% target share, that comes out to right around 120 targets. Yep. That's how high the floor is for this offense. If he's a 22% target share guy, which is not particularly large relative to the rest of the league. That's probably 140, 150 targets. So Would I just you think, say the sky is the limit. No, no, I wouldn't say that because, you know, Travis Kelsey's still there, but I understand what you were going for. And maybe <laughs> I should have just yes. ended that one, like an improv <laughs> class, but I do think sky Moore could very easily be a top 24 wide receiver. He's an incredibly talented player who was an early declare out of a non-five, non-power five school. I think he was the first early declare out of a non-power five since Devontae Adams. 
Not surprising that it took him a year to get settled, but he's clearly a starter for the Chiefs. And I think there is big top 20 type of wide receiver upside in this offense. So that's going to do it for FFT and five. We'll see you tomorrow. Hello, everyone. It's Mike Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.